Welcome to another episode of the Clear Skies Camino podcast. My name is David Smith. This is a podcast about the Camino de Santiago, and each week I introduce you to a pilgrim who has walked El Camino de Santiago to the shrine of St. James in Santiago de Compostela. Before we meet our next guest, I want to thank everyone who has reached out and provided encouragement and feedback over the last few weeks. It means a great deal. If you have listened to the podcast and like what you hear, please subscribe and leave a review, whether it be on iTunes, Spotify or on your chosen podcast player. And finally, if you have walked one of the many ways to Santiago de Compostela and wish to share your story, I would love to hear from you. My email address is clearskiescamino at gmail.com. Just drop me a few lines and I will take it from there. Many thanks and buen camino. This week's guest is also from Dublin. He is someone whom I've met a couple of times before on walks arranged by Camino Society of Ireland. But I've never really got to talk to him about his experiences on the Camino. So today I hope to achieve that. His name is PJ Costello. And he is on the line. Hello, Peregrino. Hola, David. How are you this evening? I am very well. Thank you very much. That's great. Great to hear. Great to hear. Nice talking to you. Thank you very much. Now, PJ, can you remember when you first heard about the Camino de Santiago? My first brush with the Camino goes back to 2008. I picked up a National Geographic magazine in a dentist's waiting room. They had a photo shoot. Mm-hmm. Um, photo spread, I should say, in relation to the Camino. I think they were producing a documentary about the Camino de Santiago. And as with everything National Geographic, I think that the photographs, first and foremost, resonated with me. And when I went home that evening, I started doing a little bit of research. Something, I, I can't really put my finger on what, what resonated with me, but I just started doing a little bit of research. Uh, I think I came across the Camino Forum, and then about two months later, I brought the Bible. They bought the Bible, the John Brierley book. John Brierley so this, book, yes. Yeah, so this takes me up to 2009. So I don't know if if, if that's a collector's item now at this stage, the 2009 I, John I think Brierley book. You could sell that now and you could you could make a few bob now at this stage. <laughs> it's an antiquarian book. It's it's uh, So it was the Brierley book. So that brought me up to 2009. So I remember reading it after from cover to cover and dipping in and out of the Camino Forum Um, and sorry to stop uh, there this this is Ivor's Forum now is it that's right yeah yeah. so I I don't actually know how long that forum has been going on so it was Ivor's Forum and I think the the, the, our our colleagues in in, uh, the UK as well had a CSJ uh, the the Society of St. James in the UK I think I came across that as well Um. And uh, so this all leads leads up. I, I was reading this book from cover to cover. I started talking a lot about it. And when I turned into 2011, 2011 was a big year for me. I was the big five always fast approach and I was going to be yeah. 50 years of age. So um, it was either grow a ponytail or buy a motorbike. <laughs> <laughs> you're laughing now because you can see me with a ponytail can't you <laughs> I, I, I do you know what PJ I, I, could, I can't see you with a ponytail no and do you know what ma- many, many of our listeners now are probably scratching their head thinking mm, what, what's, <laughs> no. what's going on 
<laughs> no, uh, my my days of growing anything on top of my head are long gone. Okay. So uh, so and then my wife stepped in, Liz stepped in, and she says, mm. "Do you know what? You're going to have to stop talking about this Camino and start walking." Yeah. So I should get a, a t-shirt done one of these days. You know, Liz says, "Stop talking, start <laughs> walking." So uh, in the hill, of the hunt, um, I got my Camino Society passport. Uh, my Irish uh, passport, which is a beautiful piece of work. Yeah. And then uh, early September, Saturday evening, I flew to, Saturday I flew to Madrid, caught the Alsa bus from Baracas. And at about 6.30 in the evening, I was blundering my way around uh, the, the streets of Astorga, trying to find the Albergue Siervas de Maria. Yeah, so that was 2011. So... Um, that was my first, uh, and the rest, as they say, is history. The rest is history. You know, so, so um, you you walked that year from Astorga to Santiago. Is that right? Yeah. Astorga to Santiago with the intention of then walking from Santiago to Finisterre. Okay. But um, as I had a small injury approach in Santiago with men, I had to take a day off, and okay. in the end, I started. I I walked from sea to Finisterre, but then from Finisterre to Muxia which I had never planned to walk to at all. And that was a, that was a complete, uh, uh, that was a fantastic experience. And ever since then, whenever I've, ever I've gone back and had the opportunity, I've always walked from Finisterre to Muxia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, And PJ, th- did you have any particular motivation or reason to walk the Camino? Or was it just, just for the challenge or... I, no, I, I think I think you know I think mentioning that that big like reaching the age of fifty, you know, yeah. it's, it's kind of a kind of a milestone thing, um, and it was just something it just seemed to all tie together. I definitely, the more I del- delved into the history of the Camino, it just resonated with me. It, it was hard, it was hard to put my finger on it, and then so I said, what better way? This this would be a nice this would be a nice way to market, you know, something something that I could look back on and say I did something uh, significant, you know, to mark the milestone, you know. Um, so off, off I went, off I toodled, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and how how did you find um, starting off solo? Like, it, did you find it an issue at all or... or... Did you did you no. have any 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 worries at all starting off solo? No, not 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 particularly, uh, or at least I, I didn't think I had until I started try, trying to find the uh, albergue, and uh, I trundled into the albergue door about quarter to seven at night. Mm. I think I got the last bed. I got the last bed in the albergue, yeah. and uh, once I put the rucksack on the ground, I said, "What am I doing? What am I doing here?" <laughs> Yeah. As most people, I think most people, if they're honest, they, they will say that. Why am Why am I here? I, I think that's the case with, with a lot of pilgrims. Like, like they start off the first couple of days, and it, it's like, you know, the seeds of doubt start, and then once they they meet their family, it all becomes okay. Yes, um, yes. and they 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 start building up the kilometers and. The closer they get to Santiago, everything becomes fine. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, sh- it's, yeah. I'm sure you appreciate that. Oh, absolutely. Um, my my first Camino, it was like we're very lucky here in Ireland because you know two hour flight and we're mm. in Spain. Yes, and so I decided 
I picked. I, so for me, when I when I looked looked at the Camino, when you said like what what route did I walk? I kind of broke the Camino down into three stages. Yeah, and and the San Jean Pied de Port de Belorado, mm. Belorado to Astorga, and Astorga to Santiago. And yeah. I and I picked the Astorga to Santiago because it gave me the opportunity then to walk into Santiago and on out to Finisterre, and um, and it, it's so if you look. It, in 2011, that was 2011. In 2013, I went back and I walked from San Gen- When halfway through the Camino, my very first Camino, I knew, David, I knew I had to come back. I knew instantly, yeah. five or six days in, I says, I have to come back. I just really have to come back. And I spent uh, two years plotting. And like most people, when I when I stepped on the plane to come home, I was initially, I was originally talking, thinking, how am I going to get back here? And I was planning and plotting how to get back. You were already booking your flights to come back. I was mentally booking the flights and seeing how it would work out and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And um, what about the, your preparation for your first Camino to Astorga? What uh, um, and your 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 gear itself? Um, okay. Yeah. Did you have uh, uh, um, again? Did you 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 would have went on to various websites to look for gear? But, um, for... Um, yeah, I I I, I did. I uh, but probably maybe because of the age I was at then. You know, mm. I I I um, when you get to a certain stage in life, uh, you, you sometimes you get a little bit lazy. So what what I did. I just went straight into town, and there was a great old shop near down near Cable Street in Dublin. Mm. Uh, it's long gone now. Millets. Ah, oh, Millets. Yeah, that's and right. Millets. Yeah. And yeah. I walked into Millets. Young guy came over to me. He was young enough to be my son, and he took me in hand, and he said, first thing, and I just said, yeah, I was going to do a bit of walking in Spain. Ah, oh, yeah, going off the Camino, says he. So even back there, so he knew it was onions. So he says, the first thing I want to do is, is to fit you out for a rucksack. For a backpack, And yeah. to me, I thought it was just, you get a bag off the shelf and you stick it on your back, fill it up and away you go. No, he he, he, he actually took out a measuring tape. I thought it was in Louis Copeland's tailors being yeah. fitted. He actually measured me, you know, and he's explained to me, no, okay, you might be five foot six, you know, but, you know, your, your torso and he was measuring you. Know, so this is a type of rucksack. But more importantly, he adjusted it to a certain level. And he adjusted the straps and he explained to me about how it should sit on my hip bone, the angel bone, how there should be no gap between. So from right from the off, I, this, this, this guy put me right on the money in relation to a rucksack and how it should be carried. And the next thing he did is fit, fitted me out for a pair of uh, hiking boots. Yeah. And uh, so... Uh, I have back, have never looked back since. So the, the rucksack, it was a 55 litre rucksack. Okay. But uh, he, he said to me, it's 55 litres, he says, but you don't need to be filling it up. So yes. uh, <laughs> he said, it's, you know, you just what you need and stuff like that. And um, so that's, that's how I started. Um, the preparation then physically was, uh, there's a place you'll know well. David um, out in Holt, the bog of, famous bog of frogs loop. Yeah, Holt head. It's a yeah. it's a beautiful walk in its own right, and I often think of it as a mini Camino mm. because it replicates a lot of what you're going to meet on the Camino. It's a twelve k loop, which is roughly about a half day's walk on the Camino, and yeah. and uh, so the it's, it was the bog of frogs with a rucksack and two telephone directories in the rucksack. 
that's the best preparation I have heard. <laughs> so there you go. So let's, but of course nowadays you can't uh, walk with a rooks in a telephone directory because no, I don't think there's a, I don't even think there are telephone directories. But uh, so uh, yeah, so that was my walk. I, now I also did walk. I spent three months walking in and out of work. Okay. It wasn't a huge walk. It was roughly about eight kilometers a day. But what it, what it was was I was getting my body used to walking every day. Yeah. So whenever I talk to anybody who's going on the Camino and they're talking about physically preparing, I always say to them, I says, look, don't, don't, I wouldn't recommend doing two 15K walks a week. Yeah. You'd be better doing walking for 5K every day, like do 25K. And yeah. But it's the continuous walk and walking every day. That's, that's more the, the key to preparing yourself, I think. But you know. I find myself that the first couple of days is training in itself. The first couple of days of your Camino is training in itself. Do you not find oh, that yourself? Absolutely. You're so, yeah. It's so right. And yeah. no matter how many times you have walked, those first two days, your rook, it's, it's a case of getting your rucksack to talk to your back. It just doesn't feel, you know, it always, and it takes a few days for it to shape yeah. it and mold it and stuff like that. And uh, but that the, the bag and and the feet, the, the footwear, obviously vital, vital, and vital that it they sh- it should be well, they should be well broken in before you go up walking. Yeah, absolutely, hundred percent agree with you there. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I, 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 I can talk to you about my 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 Camino in two thousand and twelve. I walked from from uh, um, a hospital the Orbigo uh, to Saria and yeah. uh, I, I had many a problem with with uh, with uh, with uh, blisters uh, oh, due to right. the wrong shoes right right so yeah. um, uh, it's it's important to have the right shoes as well Absolutely. as having them, as well as wearing yeah. them incorrectly so um that, and i think that, that that's it that's evolves though david doesn't it i'd say mm. does it did you find it took you two caminos maybe three caminos before you found yeah. the right gear for yourself but the funny thing is like i'm like i'm i can't count on many hands now my many caminos i've walked i'm i've been walking the camino now since 2011 but i'm still yeah. learning you know yeah um, pj yeah. I, yeah. I, yeah i'm picking up tips now even to this day, yeah, you know, yeah. I, st- I, I still don't consider myself a veteran, you know? Yeah. So yeah. I'm still picking up um, little hit tips and tricks yeah. that I can use for my next Camino. Yeah. So which, I think that's the, same, that's the same for us all. Yeah, it's the same absolutely. for us all. Absolutely. absolutely yeah. Brilliant. Yeah. Now, yeah. talk to me about your next Camino uh, when you returned. Okay. So if, if you like, my, my Camino journey... Uh, it's in fact it's like an ongoing story of six separate caminos yeah. it's camino adventures yeah. and it, it, they're 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 so far it's devoted entirely to the camino Frances. you know had, had things yes. not gone the way it's gone at the pandemic i would have been talking to you tonight about the camino primitivo because i was due to go on the primitivo in april but obviously uh i was that we were overtaken by events with the pandemic yes but going back to the we six so in 2011 i walked the last Part, Astorga de Santiago. I went back in 2013, and I said I have to start. Start with start start at Saint Jean. So I started. I went to Saint Jean, and I walked to Belorado. So I've walked that. I've walked that route twice, 
then from in 2015, I walked from Belorado to Astorga, which takes in the Meseta. And uh, so technically, I finished the Camino in 2015. And then the last part, Astorga to Santiago, I walked three times. Um, and I've also walked from Finisterre to Muxia three times, which, which is just if I always say to people, if they find themselves stuck at the end of the Camino and they're in Santiago, and if they have two 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 days to spare or anything like that, I'd say get a bus to Finisterre, enjoy Finisterre at night, and then walk to Lires and on to Muxia. It's just a beautiful footnote, a great way to end the Camino. I, but, I, um, I would definitely agree with you about Finisterre. Finisterre. I haven't been to Muxia just yet, but but yeah. But, uh, watching the sun go down at Finisterre is oh. is um is magical. I've I've experienced it's, it twice, yeah. and it's magical. So oh, it's a, it's, a, it's a stunning. It's a, it's it's fantastic. Uh, it's a fantastic. Uh, but uh, but the walk down from Finisterre up the walk from Finisterre to Muxia is only thirty one kilometers. So it, you can actually do it in a day. But mm. if if the best you can walk to a place called Lires, which is fifteen That's, kilometers out, yeah. it's beautiful, beautiful, and you're walking by. And you hear, you hear the coast, you hear the sea, the coast of the mortar, the coast, the coast of death. Mm. You hear the sea roaring mm. in the background, and every so often, the sea becomes visible. I suspect it, it, it's a little bit like the Camino del Norte, you know, mm. when you're walking beside the coast. But again, I haven't experienced the del Norte, you know. So it's it's uh, yeah. so there's my 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 six Camino adventures to date have been an homage to the Camino Frances. And it's it's um, but it's just you said that my first three Caminos, the twenty eleven, the twenty thirteen, twenty fifteen, they are the classic solo Caminos. Yeah. That I initially travelled on my own, and and but you you know this, David. I, on each journey, you spontaneously you fall into company with companions, your Camino family. You, you and find, I, I thought that was yes, exactly. Yeah. You find a tribe, and you kind of. You don't. I wouldn't say you stick to the tribe, but you kind of yeah. gel to the tribe uh, until yeah, yeah. until you have to part ways. Uh, and yeah. that's that's my opinion anyway. Um, yeah. And Camille, you, I, 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 I suspect you've had this experience. And I, I came, I came in contact. I've contacted this very day with folks from the US, the UK, Norway, Germany, mm. and it might be just an email at, at the end of the year. Yeah. And and we're still in touch exactly. all these years later. Yeah. And it's 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 a lovely it's a it's a, and it's actually I've I've had visits from a couple of people as well. Oh. They've come over. They've they they were visiting family and friends here, and I've I've met with them and I've brought one or two people out to the hill of hope and stuff like that. And that's a lovely uh, a lovely uh, a lovely gift if you like that you get from the Camino. You that know? is a lovely it's, gift. That really is. Uh, it, it, yeah. it's, it's fantastic to actually have pilgrims uh, friends over. Uh, like that, um, yeah. yeah. Um, I I've yet to have uh, pilgrim friends over in Ireland, but if you are listening, you are more than more than welcome to come over to Ireland and uh, um, and and uh, get in touch. And uh, I will show you around uh, Dublin when this pandemic is over. <laughs> <laughs> Only if you're on the green list. Yeah. If you're on the <laughs> green list, that's an Irish joke. That's it. It's uh, but those solo those those um. I, I thought my Camino experience couldn't be bettered, mm. okay? But I realised halfway through my, my third Camino, 
as I was approaching Astoria, which would have been me, meant me finishing the Camino Frances in total, mm. that it wasn't actually about the physical act or the goal of completion. Mm. It, it, it was just something else kept drawing me back. Um, I mean, I was thinking, it, it's, again, you know this, it, the simplicity of the day, you know, it's a very simple day, it's a simple process, the peace, the beauty of the, of, in, in the nature, and possibly the biggest thing of all, the communality, the esprit yeah. de corps, of, of the people you encounter. And yeah. uh, it sounds a bit cheesy and it sounds no, a bit no, cool, no. it sounds a bit cool, but yeah, but I'm, it's, it's so totally true. It's people you meet and uh, I'm, I'm, the I'm nodding, spirits. I'm nodding, yeah. I'm nodding my head here in total agreement with you here. It, it's a yeah. great chance just to leave everything, everything behind um, uh, at home and just, just carry everything on your back uh, for a couple of weeks um yeah. and just walk you know walk eat sleep uh at repeat yeah that's it yeah walk eat sleep repeat. i like that that's you know? another t-shirt that's another t-shirt oh, there's a, there's a few, if you go to santiago you'll find that t-shirt pj i'm sure walk, you'll find oh, it. For, uh, you're not claiming copyright on that one so no no walk, i won't, eat, I won't get I like any that. any euros for that trust me i walked but i can i can hear in your voice uh, here's here's one downside of coming home from the camino yeah when you're so when you talk with friends and family and colleagues, after a while, there's a little glazed look comes in their eyes, mm-hmm. and they, and occasionally they, you know, my family sometimes they they take a rise out of me and they they do a pretend yawn because yeah. I start talking about all things Camino, <laughs> you know. So the biggest, the, so when I I remember coming home, that was the most difficult bit at the time because people say, ah, oh, yeah, show me your photographs and where were you, you know. Yeah. But the, unless you've been there, you don't really get it. That's you true. don't really get it. And it's, yeah. it's so I know I'm probably jumping ahead of you there, but the, just just when I talked my Camino experiences couldn't get better. In 2017 then and 2019, I found myself back on the Camino, but this time I was sharing the journey with friends from yeah. Dublin. And Dave, that was a completely different experience and um, you don't do you, you don't mind indulging me on that? Do you talking? So I had to no, I had go to ahead, push three caminos as, as as solo caminos. No, I, so, I I actually have experienced that myself because I I walked the camino in, uh, on three occasions, or actually on four occasions solo, and on two occasions with my brother. And okay, okay, and, and how was the dynamic? How was that? How did you find that? I you know. On both occasions, they were they were really really special. You know, I walked the Camino Inglés and the and the coastal Portuguese route with my brother, and it was a really special occasion. So, um, I you know, it, it it was different, but still at the same time, it was a special yeah. occasion. So, um, I and I, I, you and you had a colleague. And you had somebody when you came home that you could swap Camino yes, stories with. Exactly. <laughs> and they weren't bored. And they weren't bored. <laughs> exactly. Like, I mean, yeah. uh, he he would love, he loves, he, he's looking forward to going back again. So he he, he would consider himself a, a pilgrim uh, in the same yeah. way as I would consider myself a pilgrim. So, yeah. Um, yeah. But at the same time, I prefer to, to walk solo because there's a, a, a greater chance to meet a Camino family, if you understand yeah. what I mean. No, I understand exactly. Yeah, I yeah. understand exactly. I, in 2017, I went back out in September 
And I remember a, a sweltering hot afternoon, mm. myself and a good friend of mine, John, we stepped through the Port de Spagna in San Jean. Mm. Yeah. And we and we finished up on Bellorado 12 days later. Now, this is my first experience of setting off from home with a constant companion. Mm. But now, it was just... It was just as an enriching experience sharing the road. There was different lodgings. Uh, we we met different pilgrims, mm. but we, we 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 made. John had previously walked from Astorga to Santiago, and okay. we made we made a pact with ourselves that when we walked, we weren't going to walk in a bubble. You know, as yeah. just because you can easily fall into that trap if you walk. Uh, we deliberately made it made it that we, we you know we were we wanted to reach out to other pilgrims and stuff exactly. like that, and, and so we had our own spaces and stuff like that. But it was a tr- it was a journey shared. We had fantastic experience, memories to delve back into, sustain us through uh, different times and stuff like that. And then so much so that in 2019, then. Back again in Astorga. This is getting familiar, isn't it? Astorga. Mm, I, yeah. I, I work at the tourist board, by the way, for in Astorga. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't actually. But we, so we're you're I'm doing back, a great job. In, Keep it up. Yeah, it up. I'm back in back in Astorga, September 2019. I'm sitting around the table with another good friend of mine, Pat and John, and we're sharing our first menu, Peregrino, about okay. to set off on the Astorga to Santiago Camino. Yeah, and funny enough, that very night, that very evening, was almost forty years to the day. I would have walked into. We three of us worked together over the years in mm. the same. We worked initially the P and T and Aircom and stuff like that over the yeah. years. Yeah, but it would have been forty years to the day that I walked into the building first and met the two guys. So here we were, forty years later, sharing a menu, Peregrino. So. And about to start wa- a walk from Astorga to Santiago, so um, well, do you know, they, uh, we we laughed, we laughed our way across. The, occasionally, cried our way to Santiago Fantastic. as well. But Fantastic. the sheer simplicity of sharing the journey with the kindred spirits, it just enriched the whole Camino experience. But yeah. again, we made the made made it made the pact that we talked about before we went that we weren't going to walk in a bubble. Like yeah. the three amigos, we were going to make ourselves, you know, we walked on our own on, on occasions during yeah. the day. We walked together. We talked with other pilgrims. We, we, we ate with other pilgrims. So, we, we, you know, we definitely made, it was a conscious act because it's very easy to fall into that bubble and not to experience the true Camino yeah. Esprit de Car, you know. Exactly. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. So there you go. I'm jumping all around the place there. Dave. No, no. But, you know, that... if it's once you start me on Camino, you know, <laughs> I'm afraid. And I'm afraid I can't stop. I'm going to throw um, a curveball as you hear, um, PJ. Okay. 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 Have you noticed any changes um, um, following your, your Caminos through the years? Wow. Well, well, I will. Yeah. Very first, first and foremost, I'd say when I first went in 2011, okay. Mm. The first question you asked was, where, where's the showers and where's the bed, right? Yeah. But in 2019, the first question you ask is, what's the password for the Wi-Fi? <laughs> <laughs> so, but it, <laughs> that's all everybody wants. Yeah. Um, and it's uh, so the first word to learn for any new pilgrims is contraseña, which is yeah. the Spanish word for password. So that's it. That's kind of a funny, but no, I have to say it, 
the last year we walked that we know we were what it was early september we walked it was it was exceedingly busy from Saria onwards mm. it was really it was really busy and my friend pat who had this was his first visit to camino he actually said to me i'm i'm delighted i actually walked from astorga because yeah. he got it in that first week to seven days he got a you know walking to the cruise the pharaoh and osebrero and on to Fonfria and samos mm. he, he he got to, because he said if he had if he had just started in saria he, he felt that uh it was exceedingly busy, very, very busy. You know, now yeah. September is is a busy month anyway, and stuff like that. But definitely, definitely, it has, David. And unfortunately, I I do think I definitely think the bed race thing. It's it's not it's not imagined. It is real. It is a real phenomenon phenomenon on the Camino now. I, I no, definitely and and that is something I would agree with. Um, uh, like I I I was glad to to walk uh, some of the the quieter. Uh, Caminos. Uh, yeah. Last last year, I walked the Camino uh, Ingles or the Celtic Camino, and okay. then which was and numbers numbers wise, what, what was that like? Oh, that was very quiet, very quiet. I walked in. Uh, I walked in in late May. Um, okay. And okay. Uh, I mean, you'd probably see about three or four pilgrims a day. Um, wow. And compared compared that to the Camino Frances, I mean, that's... Yeah. You know, yeah. Having said that, the the, the redeeming the redeeming thing of the Camino Frances is just the exuberance, the sheer exuberance of of. And you know, you can cut and you start in Saint Jean Pied de Port, mm. and you can slice it. And, and anyone mm. who's ever stayed at Arizon uh, on the way, it's mm. it's just a sheer wave of euphoria. <laughs> It yeah. sweeps. It's a tsunami of euphoria that sweeps you along, and it's infectious. It really, really is infectious. You know, it's 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 a beautiful feeling just sweeping you along. You're yeah. carried along on the emotions. That you that's know, and excitement. Uh, um, my my last guest there, Miriam, actually said there that basically your first couple of days, uh, you're, you're basically um, uh, pushed by euphoria and <laughs> and by yeah. Uh, that's how you walk. It, it, it's by. By euphoria and by uh, and uh, and by this willingness to to just move, you know, and then you feel pain when you get to Zubery or to Pamplona, you know. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, yeah. It's it's it. You know, wedged in between those two fantastic caminos, I had with my buddies. Mm. I I had the good fortune to retire in twenty eighteen. Mm. So I had a so this is here's another Spanish word for for all uh, would be pilgrims, jubilado. That's Spanish for retired. That's right. So there you go, estoy jubilado. Yeah. So and the biggest thrill was when I went into Santiago and the guy was writing it on my, uh, you know, they take your, I was getting my Compostela yeah. and he asked for your profession, mm. and I was able to tell him estoy jubilado. Yeah. So. Uh, but that that Camino I walked in 2018, I walked that one on my own. Mm. And, do you know, I was a different Peregrino than the one who first set out in 2011. Do you know, I, I was more, much more relaxed. Yeah. My goals were completely simpler. I just wanted, I was just walking. I was confident that whatever happened, I could cope. Yeah. Do you know what I did? I, I looked at things. Instead of rushing past, I took the detours. Yeah. Uh, and I let, I let companionship happen, but I wasn't afraid to let it go either. Yeah, and to be alone, 
that's a key thing as well, you know. So you just drift in and drift out. So so uh, yeah, yeah. It's, it's just just uh, so it's a. Uh, I was really looking forward to going on the Primitivo this year. Um, again, my wife Liz says she has listened while their knees are in reasonable condition. The yeah. primitive. It's time to do the Primitivo because it's it does strike me as a more physically challenging. Although the Camino Frances is, is not a walk in the park, you know. I mean, it's, if, it's, if, if you've walked over the Pyrenees, I, I, like I don't know much about the Primitivo myself, but if, if yeah. you've walked over the Pyrenees, I'm sure you'd be able to walk the, the Primitivo. Yeah, yeah. And it, it just it just strikes me. So, But unfortunately, the pandemic came and, and That's right. uh, more yeah. important things got in the way. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. And we'll, we'll come again. We'll come again. Yeah, we'll have another exactly. Day. We'll, we'll have another day. There will be there will be time. There will be time. Yeah, yeah. Now, PJ, I, I need to ask you this. Um, for for those pilgrims out there who have yet to walk the Camino, um, and uh, I'm sure there are many, um, yeah. Have you any uh, any tips or any tricks that you would recommend to them? <laughs> well, well, do you know, um, I I was li- I was listening I listened to your previous podcast, so I I, I remember you. Uh, I heard you ask a question to, and I I was thinking if David asked me this question, I wonder what like, and I thought, well, there's, there's two there's two sides to that. There's, there's um, if you like the physical tip. Mm. Or hint, or tr- tr- and the, the spiritual one. So, if you didn't, if you wouldn't mind me, I tell you first. The first one is, yeah. uh, and I, again, you you learned this. I learned this because I saw this in an albergue. I saw this guy with the the dry bags, or sacks for your rucksack. You know yeah. these individual three or four little dry sacks, and. Um, so I, I invested in these. They're these dry bags. You know, you know the types you can get. Oh, you get I, them I have them Amazon. myself. They're, they're great. They're, yeah. they're, they're water. They're an extra, extra. They're an extra uh, bit of waterproofing, if you like, for keeping your gear inside. But I'm, I'm, I'm going to get around now. People tell me I'm a little bit anal now because I've, I've a yellow one, a red one, a blue one, an orange one, and then inside. <laughs> so the yellow. I'm one, afraid I'm, the yellow, I'm the same as you. <laughs> <laughs> the yellow, the yellow ones I put, I put like my my socks and my jocks in. My red one, I have my t-shirts and my shirt. So the thing is, so when I when I when I open up my rucksack, um, I'm only ever taking three things out of a rucksack or putting three things into a rucksack because mm. I take the whole bag out and I clip them onto the rails of the of the uh, of the um, the bunk. So everything is there, and uh, so I know where everything is. I'm not rust. My first Camino. I had the I had the Tesco plastic. Bag. <laughs> I was the guy with the Tesco plastic bags rustling away at quarter to six in the morning. So that was me. And you, hands up. <laughs> you were getting the stare of disapproval from all I the pilgrims. Getting, I was getting the dagger. I uh, I learned a lot of swear words on that Camino <laughs> from my fellow pilgrims. Oh dear. So that that was that, that. So they were they were terrific. Those little those little bags are brilliant. And the other one would be. The best of all, John Broyley Guide. Some people knock it a bit, but the Broyley Guide is, for me, it's has often been um, copied, but never bettered. Yeah. But the big thing about the, the Broyley Guide, it's still the best. Buy one, read it, but most importantly, pay attention to his map notations. J- John Broyley has, or JB, as we say on the Camino, JB. JB. If he shows a little red exclamation mark symbol on the map, make sure you pay attention to it because mm-hmm. that means there's a tricky downhill section 
coming up, mm. like from El Acebo down into Molinaseca. It's a oh. 7K walk. You're going downhill. But if you're not paying attention, and if it's slippy or if it's, if it's wet, you're going to have, and there's more accidents happen coming downhill than going uphill, you know. Mm. And another thing he pays, which is a great tip, on in Bridley's, on his maps, pay attention to his accrued distances. You know that we talked about the Saint-Jean-Terrance's values. Mm. Now, door to door, that's only 25 kilometres. But because you're going up and up and up, it's actually, it's an accrued walk of 32 kilometres. Mm. But I think a lot of pilgrims look at the map and they think, oh, it's only 25 kilometres to Francis Valleys. Sure, that's grand. Four kilometres an hour. Sure, we'll be there for afternoon tea exactly. and scones or whatever. Yeah. But, you know, and as well as that, if you look at the uh, his maps, uh, look at look at the, 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 the distance. It, it, it rises, that first five kilometres out of Saint-Jean rises 800 metres. In, in five kilometers and that that's yeah. a tough Up to take Arison, it, it, yeah. it can yeah. take you two it could take you two and a half hours or three hours david to walk to Orison, and it's so, only 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 eight kilometers so would you recommend staying in Orison the first night then well funnily enough i look back at, I, I keep a little journal every time i go mm. and i look back at my last time i walked from saint jean to 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 uh saint jean to Bellarado, and the first night i said when leaving from San Jean Pierre de Port, try as much as possible to stop at Arizon. Mm. <laughs> so now it's hard to get in because there's only a limited amount of That's but right. The, the Arizon experience is fantastic. The communal meal there and as I said, there's that euphoria and everybody is there and it's just an excitement. If you could bottle it, you could be oh, you, you know, you could you could be a millionaire. You know, sell it on the black market. That exuberance. Absolutely. Yeah. I'd give it away free. I'd give it away free. <laughs> I give it away for free. So there's so my little and if I if I just if I digress then the tips for our spiritual trips, if you like tips for two very quick tips I'd say to people mm. that I've learned over the time. Have some alone time while while walking and don't be afraid to say to your companion family, you know what guys, I think I'd like to walk alone for some t- for a part of the day today. I'll meet you. I'll meet you at the next albergue or I'll meet you at the next little village. Yeah. Uh, I think, particularly it's an Irish thing, we can be a little bit eggshelly, you know what I mean? Uh, we're afraid to say... Because a bit offish, we, yeah. Yeah, we, want yeah. To, we, don't, we don't want to upset anybody, but it took me a couple of Caminos to understand that it's perfectly okay to spend uh, a great night with a group of people to follow, and then the following morning you get up, and they're all gone. Because mm. they're all gone off walking on their own to just get their little to process whatever they need to process. So don't be afraid to, uh, don't be afraid to tell people, I want to walk a little bit. Um, I, I walked with a really nice lady uh, on my second but last Camino and we stopped about 10K from Santiago and we, we agreed to, we had a cup of coffee together and we said, uh, she she waited and let me, I walked on a half an hour ahead of her just because we wanted to walk into Santiago on our own, mm-hmm. just to process a few things. Yeah. And the other little thing I'd say to people, if you get the opportunity, seek out these the little chapels or ermitas. You know these small little tiny village yeah, chapels. Absolutely. Sit sit in silence. Take your bag off. Process and contemplate, and and don't be surprised if a few tears flows, because yeah. you know these these little ermitas, these little chapels, they're going they far outstrip anything you will experience or find 
in any of the cathedrals. And it's kind of ironic that we're heading for one big mothership cathedral. But yeah. it's these little chapels and hermitages have much more significance. And anyway, you'll find in the, in the, the beauty of the nature and the Camino, the valleys and the mountains that you pass through, that's yeah. God's own cathedral. That's the only cathedral you'll really need. Mm. But f- find that little bit of space and contemplate. And um, it's kind of funny. I know my family probably laugh at me a little bit because I come from a generation that we would have a very fractured relationship with, with, with the church and mm. organised religion as such. And uh, so the fact that I'm dipping in and out of little little hermitas and little chapels and lighting candles they they they, they find this very funny you know <laughs> but i i find that perfectly fine i mean it, it's okay to go in and 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 to say a little prayer and and uh, yeah. and, uh, and, uh, and 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 you know and to say you know have a few words with whoever you know that that's fine yeah. you know yeah and yeah. then go on your merry way um but the, these these hermitas um i think they're very yeah. important you know i think they're yeah. very important that there are actually volunteers that keep these open and yes these, these yeah. volunteers you know they have to be praised they really do yeah, uh, yeah. without the volunteers these these hermitas will be closed so yeah. um um it, I, I really think pilgrims should stop by uh, yeah. and um, yeah. and uh, just drop in and, and say hello yeah. and and, and uh, for even for a few minutes. Yeah, yeah, and they're the real deal. It's the real deal. Yeah. It's not the gilded silver or the gilded no. gold yeah. of or the ostentatious art, although they are what they are. But it's these little places that, that's the core and the mm. the essence of the Camino. Well, for me, but there you go. So yeah, 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 yeah exactly. Now you mentioned there. Um, at the start of the tips and tricks and, and hints yeah. that you kept a journal. Yeah. I, I think journaling is very important for, for, for people who are walking yeah. the Camino. Especially yeah. like for me, um, I when I started walking the Camino, I, I wrote a journal. And yeah. I think it's a great way to, to note um where yeah. you've been and who you talk to and yeah um what cafe you visited and yeah. what face you saw um because in 5 or 10 years time we're, yeah. you know where where you're, you're not going to be able to process that information do you find if you read a journal from 2 3 or 4 years ago you can actually be transported almost to yeah. back to that very time yeah. you can actually see that little table that you were you can you can you can get that feeling again of what made you write take pen to paper and Absolutely. make that note on the paper yeah. i think that's a magnificent that's a lovely thing and it's great to write it in real time yeah. as opposed to coming home and writing it two or three or four weeks later you know i think yeah. write it real at the time yeah. you know and some of it some of it is is you know you look back and some of it might be a little bit close to the bone. You might find that you, at that particular day you were writing down this particular thing in your journal, you were going through, you were processing something that was maybe a little bit sensitive, a little, something that was giving you a little bit of difficulty. And it's good to remind yourself of where you were at that time and yeah. how you got on. No, you it, know? It's great. I've seen pilgrims who are, who are hit away or, or away to one side at a table. Yeah. Uh, yeah. busily writing um yeah 
like nearly a book you know yeah you yeah, know? yeah but yeah. I, I don't think I'd be able or, to write that key, much or keying it on the laptop exactly exactly yeah. I, I don't think I'd be able to bring my laptop but um, no, no. no I, I think I'm happy enough with my with my with my with my journal um yeah. but even a, even a page you know it just has to be yeah even you know just a page a few lines of where you've been yeah what cafe you visited who yeah. you met what time yeah. you met them and you know yeah. that 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 memory will 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 be will will do you the world of good yeah in a couple of years time and you know david i that that section of Storga to santiago and then mm. from finisterre to muxia i've walked three times yeah. so if, if you like i've journalized that three times and mm. you would have thought i was on three three different countries are three different, complete. They were actually three different caminos, even though physically, I was walking on the same path. But the experience was so different each time. So, uh, and that's another thing I'd say to anybody. If anyone, sometimes people say, "Oh, I had such a wonderful time walking the camino in such and such a year." Yeah. I'm afraid to, if I go back, I'll ruin the great memories I had. And I'd say, no. It, you'll go back. You might walk the same path, but mm. you won't walk the same camino. Yeah. It'll be a different journey and a different experience and a different adventure. Yeah. And it'll just embellish or, or add to what 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 you experienced previously. Yeah. That's a very good point, actually. Yeah, it is. Oh. It is. Yeah. That's another T-shirt. That's another T-shirt. I think. <laughs> That's another T-shirt. No, I, 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 I've, I've met a few people that have actually walked the Camino before and, you know, they, they, they refuse to walk it again, which is, which is sad. Um, yeah. Um, they yeah. have their own reasons. Um, but, yeah. hey. That's life. That's life. Yeah. Um. I. I'm. I'm really glad you. You. you you've. Uh, you've. We. You've actually sat down and and I had a chat with me this evening. Um. PJ. Um. Oh, it's a pleasure talking to you. It really. It's. It's. It's great. Um. When everything starts opening up again and you do walk the the, the primitive, or maybe you come back and talk to me again. I'd love to. I'd love to do that. I'd love to do that. So, oh, fingers crossed. It's going to be, it's going to be sometime, we don't know, it'll, it's, it'll be in the future, you know, way yeah. off in the future, but aren't we just so fortunate to have experienced what we've experienced yeah. um, and had the opportunity to do it when we had, and uh, and each day through lockdown, I've walked a different part of the Camino, I mean, yeah. how, how much a testament to the Camino can you get, you know, so yeah. there you go, I, I've walked... Today is Tuesday. I walked from El Asaibo to Pomparada. You know, that's that's a great way of <laughs> putting it. That's a great way. I can way literally feel. I can feel myself walking. I can see where I'm walking. I can feel it. You know, a virtual so, Camino. I love it. A virtual Camino. I so love it. Go. I love it. There you go. Absolutely perfect. PJ, thanks very much indeed. An absolute pleasure, David. Okay. And and uh, God bless and Ultra. Buen Camino. Buen Camino. Gracias. <laughs>